Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2. This is Voter Talk 2023. I'm Simon Ewing Jarvie. And I'm Heather Roy. Welcome. Um, I'm going to, we're going to talk today about the New Zealand political spectrum. Uh, we've did this for the 2020 election, so for some of you this will be a bit of a refresher about different, where different parties lie on the political spectrum. But it is worth considering uh, the definitions and where, where parties do sit with their political philosophies because it helps inform the background knowledge about where their policies come from. Okay, well let's loop back to that. What parties are we talking about for the 2023 election? So the parties that are in Parliament at the moment are obviously the Labour Party um, and supported by the Greens and in opposition the National Party uh, Act and the Maori Party. Um, so those are the, the five parties that are talked about most often but uh, as we come closer to the election people start considering the other parties that do re relatively well uh, in the political polls with the possibility of getting a seat or, or a presence in Parliament. And so those are the New Conservatives, TOP and New Zealand First, which is a party well known to us all. Yes, the ghost of parties past. Mm, it might exactly. rise again, you never know. Yeah. Can't count Woodson out, can you? No. So, let's, so there's eight parties that we're going to talk about through the podcast in the main. There might That's be right. some others appear as we go along, but those are the, the main three. So five that are in Parliament, three that are not, but have, have a chance. Mm. So if we look at that left versus centre versus right spectrum. Uh, it's, it's interesting to think about how the party does, uh, parties are described, usually by media, but often by people just in converse, conversation as well. And so... Oh, I know how it is. Somewhere to the right of Genghis Khan is the Act Party, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's what people like to think, but that's a very simplistic way of thinking about things. Yeah. And similarly on the left, what would you say? Oh, Stalin, Lenin, you know. Yeah, to the left of, yeah. Yeah, but right. actually, those guys were... Um, not socialists at all. They were quite no. hard, hardline authoritarian. Yep. You know what you'd call it. That's yeah. right. And then if you look back in history, the Nazis are described as hard right. They're national socialists, though. So. Yes, that's right. So there's an argument actually for having them at the other end of the spectrum. Um, fascists. Where does where does fascism sit? It. Mm. So there's um there's a confused language that does need yes. some clarity to vote well. And so there's the left socialist versus right capitalist kind of argument. But then there's also the the hard the hard man right image and the, uh, what's the left equivalent to that? I'm not sure, but my head's spinning now with all of these definitions. And, and this is the problem, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So hopefully we'll bring some clarity to that. Yep. So rather than look at, then look at things in that um, one-dimensional way where you think that uh, the Labour Party sits to the left of centre, the National Party sits to the right of centre, uh, the ACT Party is right over to the right, yep. and the Green Party being right over to the left, mm and Maori Party um, sitting, really covering, depending on which issue you're talking about, covering a lot of those different areas. Yeah, they're a broad church, eh? Yep, they um, are. Because within, within Māoridom there's socialists, capitalists, liberals, yep. conservatives, so they've got to appeal to a very wide range of voters. Yeah, and then if you bring in those three other parties that are polling, um, with the possibility of getting either a seat or some party vote and uh, people into Parliament, New Zealand First sits largely where the National Party does in this one-dimensional spectrum, as mm. do the New Conservatives. Yep. And top, 
Probably sit somewhere in the centre, but um, we'll come to them in more detail later. So a much more useful way of col- of considering the political spectrum is on a two-dimensional di- two basis, where you've got an x-axis that looks at um, state-run versus free market, or you could rename those um, state-run as socialist and free market as capitalist. capitalist. Yep. Uh, and then the y-axis, the other way, Um, At the top, you'd probably have um, liberal, or uh, you might like to think about that in terms of bringing new ideas to the fore, and right down the bottom uh, is the the conservative view. Yeah, I think conservatism is reasonably uh, well understood because it's like keep on doing things the same. Yes, it's tradition. But also in terms of the personal stuff and lifestyle, it's about, you know, married, 2.4 kids, Picket yeah. fence, golden retriever, kind of, yeah. you know, mainstream. What was mainstream sort of uh, family dynamic and social social dynamic? And people, again, this is this debate about language. What is liberal? So there's a liberal economic view, and there's a personal liberal view about you know your body's your own. You should be able to do anything you like as long as you don't hmm. interfere with someone else's. That's right. So that's social liberalism. Li- yeah, liberalism. yeah. And so the mm-hmm. the words do get mushed up in there mm-hmm. as well. But it's important that we understand what we're talking about. When, when we talk about liberal or conservative as well, so where where do we place on our on our four point axis or political spectrum? Where do we place the National Party? Hmm. The National Party is and the Labour Party actually both broad churches. They're trying to appeal to more than fifty percent of the electorate, hmm. so they cover a lot of space in our two dimensional graph. So the National Party is down towards the free market conservative or traditional hmm. view. Of the uh, of the spectrum, but it covers a lot of space, and it actually does encroach a little bit across those centre lines. Mm. Labour Party, likewise, in our model, uh, occupies um, a, a lot of space again, but it's more towards the uh, state-run yep. and uh, liberal or or new ideas part of the spectrum. The interesting thing with these two parties is they cover a lot of the same territory, mm. and the best way to describe that. There's a bit of a guessing game for you, Simon. How many, How often do you think the National Party and the Labour Party vote the same way in Parliament on legislation? Mm, I, I would imagine it's probably about three quarters of the time. Yeah, it is. It's about 75%. And when you say that to people, they're very surprised. They think of Labour and National being poles apart. Actually, they're not. They cover a lot of the same space. And if you think about it, they're both trying to attract more than 50% of the vote. Mm. So, in fact, they have to do that. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of overlapping. One party puts something in, the other party doesn't repeal it. And a classic mm. is working for families, which is socialist redistribution of tax money. Yep. National Party would never have put a policy like that in themselves, but they've never repealed it no, either. So. No, and I think often they're too scared to go there. Mm. Yep. So the smaller parties, where do they sit? So um, ACT uh, is... It's got a pretty clear position mm. uh, in in this political spectrum, the two-dimensional one. It's a liberal party, and it believes in free market principles. Yep. So it so it sits at, at the top right hand uh, in the top right hand position of the model that we've described. Yeah. So instead of calling it a hard right party like the Junos sometimes like to breathlessly yeah. do, yeah. it's better described as an upper right party. It's a mm. economically and socially liberal party. That's right. And the Green Party also has a very clear position. Mm. Um, it's, it actually sits horizontally about the same place as the ACT Party because it's a Liberal Party. It believes in new ideas. It brings new ideas to the fore mm. in terms of uh, policy initiatives. But it very much believes in the state-run model and fits there. So it, on our model, is in the top left-hand side. 
but it's interesting when you look at the Liberal aspect because the Green Party and ACT do not infrequently, it's not common, but it's not infrequent either, actually take the same position on some Liberal issues. Mm. Can you think of an example? Um, I guess um, probably drug liberalisation would be one yep. area. Yeah, that's, that's quite point, an extreme yeah. one, but yes, that's that's one area where they would vote together. Yeah, mm. same-sex marriage and, and yep. prostitution reform and that sort yes. of thing. Yeah. And then there's the Maori Party, mm. who um, are much harder to place on the spectrum. They are. Maori Party have always been, this Maori Party is a little bit different to the Tariana Turia Padashapal's uh, Maori Party, but the Māori Party does really represent the views of their population, their electorate. Mm. And so they sit, they're probably more conservative than liberal, but actually they're quite a broad church on a lot of issues as well. So they, they occupy quite a lot of space too, but they're definitely down towards the conservative end of the spectrum. Yeah, that's not to say they don't have some new ideas. Like whanau order mm. at the time yes. was quite revolutionary. Yep, absolutely it was, yeah. yep. Okay, and what about, what about New Zealand First? Well, New Zealand First, it's hard to know where to put them, really, because what New Zealand First believes is what Winston believes at any mm. given moment That's in what time. I was going to ask you. Where would you put Winston <laughs> on this piece? So he's yeah. conservative. He, he's definitely conservative rather than liberal. Mm. Um, Winston is really appeals, and you look at his the people that support him at election time. It's the grey power crowd, older people, so they do have more conservative views. Mm. Um, sometimes they veer over towards the free market part of the spectrum, but sometimes they think that state-run uh, options are good as well. Yeah, I mean, you, the super gold card, you know, yep. uh, cheap, cheap or free travel for super annuitants and, and the like, I mean, that's clearly socialist policy. It is, yeah. yeah. So they occupy a big space, but much more conservative than liberal. Mm. And what about new conservatives while we're talking conservatism? Yeah. They're well named really. They've, they're very conservative, but they believe in the free market. Mm. So they're a, they're a bit of a fit with national in many ways. Um, they occupy a similar space. They're just smaller. Yep. And so on our model, they're sort of bottom right, if you like. Yeah, so they, this is a rebirth from the old conservative party. It is, the, yep. yeah. And the last one left is TOP, which yeah. is actually polling quite strongly and seems to have a bit of a chance in the island electorate this, yes, this election. So if you don't so, know, TOP is the, uh, the Opportunities Party. That's right. Uh, their leader is Rafe Manji. We'll talk a lot about, um, well, in a lot more detail in another podcast about what they stand for. But in terms of putting them on the political spectrum, um, they're definitely a liberal party. They're bringing a lot of new ideas to the fore. They're talking about those and being interviewed on those. And uh, so they sit at the top of our graph near the, the Liberal end. Uh, some of their parties, some of their policies are definitely ha definitely have a free market emphasis, but they also believe in things like a universal income. So um, that really moves yeah. over to the state-run side of the equation. Yeah. It's funny how um, they and some others have mainstreamed the discussion about UBI. Yes. Which was just fringe theory, you know. Yeah, not talked that about years, for a long time, but not seriously. Mm. And now they have brought that as a, a serious issue to discuss leading into this 2023 election. Mm. Cool. Yep. So that's where the political parties sit in our view. We'd love to hear from you because you might have a different view about some of those things. Um, but you can look at our political spectrum, which is going to be shortly up on YouTube mm -hmm. uh, and on the TalkPoint website. But the other part of the equation is knowing where your philosophical home is. Mm. 
And one way that you can do that, people often think they know where that is, but they're surprised when they look at it more scientifically. Um, one thing that you can do if you're interested in this sort of thing is just Google political compass. You'll find a choice of about 60 there. Some of them ask you about five to 10 questions and then make, um, make assumptions from there. The really detailed ones will ask you about 100 different questions and then show you where you sit on that political spectrum. So um, it, it is worth taking the time to do one of those. Uh, go through the process and see if where you land on the political spectrum is actually where you think you sit. Mm, yes, Are you voting for the right party? Yeah. It's an interesting question. And we'll, we can put our short um, compass up on the TalkPoint website, I guess, so people yes. can go there and talkpoint.co.nz and uh, you don't have to do any more hunting. No, we're also on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and our podcasts will be available in all the usual places, Spotify. Yep. Yeah, Google, Google Podcasts Google. and mm. Apple and all that sort of thing. Yep. All right. Well, that's, I think that's it for today, Heather. That's a wrap. That is. Thank you. Um, we'll talk to you soon. This is Heather Roy. And I'm Simon Ewing-Jarvie. Have a great day.